Hello everyone, you've tuned into another episode of Mindful of Me, the podcast where we have faith-based self-care conversations for women. I am Tiffany, your podcast host, and I am extremely grateful that you've tuned into episode five of my podcast. We are taking a little detour away from the current series that we're in entitled The Gray Hair Chronicles. If you tuned in last podcast, then you know I have a special guest with me today, and I look forward to you guys meeting him. So stay tuned. The podcast is about to start. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mindful of Me, the podcast, where we have faith-based self-care conversations for women and men. I'm going to start adding and men, even though this isn't for the men, but uh, at least 11% of my demographic (laughs) is men. So maybe you guys will get something out of this as well. But moving right along onto the podcast, I am excited. This is the first podcast in March my fifth podcast all together for this year. And this is also going to be the first feature that I have on here. Um, so I'm going to introduce my co-host for the day. It's just the, uh, the man who made me a Nolan. <laughs> my husband is joining me for the podcast today. Say hello, honey. Hello, everyone. So let me tell you guys why I am uh, bringing a male on this podcast, even though this is uh, primarily for women. It is our seven-year seven. wedding anniversary, seven years, married officially uh, tomorrow. So we're recording the day before. So March 8th is our seven-year wedding anniversary, and marriage is absolutely about covenant and being together as one but um, we've learned a lot through our marriage and I thought it would be important to share some of the lessons that we learned about ourselves during the last seven years some things that we've helped each other um, grow in in relation to who we are as individuals and also to get a male perspective And everything, of course, that we talk about is going to be rooted in faith. So um, in true Mindful of Me, the podcast fashion, we are going to start with prayer. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into that. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you for another opportunity, God, to bring people to you, to bring people to your word, Father, to bring people, Father, into covenant with you and relationship with you, Heavenly Father. We know, God, that the only way for us to be productive spouses to be productive in our ministry to be productive leaders or companions father is to grow in you father it is through you father that we reach the ultimate level of self-awareness and self-care father because you establish our identity god so i pray god that as my husband and i begin to speak during this podcast father that we would decrease father and that your spirit would increase father i pray that something that is said on this podcast would encourage and inspire and correct uh those who are your people god who are seeking you who needs a word directly from you today oh god so father we pray that you would just take over as you do every podcast heavenly father let your holy spirit stand strong unwavering god and lead and guide our conversation this evening. In yes. Jesus' mighty name, amen. 
Amen. So, honey, do you want to dive right into our points? Or, well, mm. you know what? Let me, before I do that, because I always ask, how are you uh, when I do these podcasts? So, now I have someone here. So, how are you? Um, I'm actually doing great. Uh, pretty excited about year seven and what that has in store. And uh, can't wait to get this podcast episode going. Okay. All right. I just want you guys to know my husband's never been on a podcast before. Correct? Never. Correct. <laughs> so this is new territory for him. But I know the more that we get into the conversation, you guys will probably be able to get a sneak peek of his personality. He probably won't give you too much. But uh, at least enough uh, for you to be able to see what God has done in his life individually as a man. So um, what we did for the podcast, since this is our seventh year of marriage, seven, you know, biblically is the number of completion. Seven is a significant number for us. Um, we've known each other previously dated. That was 14 years ago, and now we're seven years of marriage. So it took seven years for us to kind of go back and forth and figure it out and then we got married and now we're on year seven of marriage so did you know our first apartment together was number seven as well it was yeah. yes our first apartment <laughs> together as husband and wife uh the unit number was seven so seven is an important number for us yeah it, it's had some monumental pretty significant, significant dates and times and memories so seven is really our year. It's like really our number, just so you guys know. Yeah. I'm speaking that prophetically. But anyway, so this is what we did. We both wrote down seven things that we learned about ourselves um, while in marriage, through our marriage. And then we wrote down seven things that our spouse uh, did or does that helps us be a better version of us, a better you. So, um... We're just going to wing it here, honey. I am going to, I will start and I will go through my seven things that I learned about myself through marriage. And let me kind of give, you know, because I feel like I'm a little long winded because I always want to give context, but that's okay. Because some people, that's how women talk. Women need context mm -hmm. and men are direct. So I'm going to give context where his may be direct. Uh, I, it took me a couple of tries to write down the seven things that I learned about myself through marriage because I felt like very early on in our marriage I had a lot of um, unhealed characteristic traits um, and so my original list was a lot of things that I learned about myself that I needed to be healed from and I needed to be delivered from and Things that I no longer struggle with, those are things that God has come in and just taken over those areas and transformed me. With that being said, I decided to go a little different direction and speak to the things that I learned about myself that currently I operate in um, that I felt like had to have happened in the context of our marriage. So number one, I put on here, and this is in no particular order. This is just how I wrote it down. Number one, I put in here that I am loved. And I feel like I learned that through my marriage because prior to my marriage, I oftentimes felt like I was not loved. Um, number two, I put that I am worthy. 
And I felt like I also learned that through my marriage, that I am just a worthy person. I can remember a lot of years of my life feeling like I wasn't worthy. I even remember verbally telling myself that I hated myself. So I feel like through my marriage, um, I, I learned that I am worthy. I also learned that I am precious, not only to God, but my husband. My husband tells me all the time and has for however many years now that I'm very precious to him. And I don't necessarily know that I always understood that, but now I do. So thank you, honey. Um, I've also learned about myself throughout, through my marriage that I am who God has called me to be. Um, and I won't give too much of that because on the second part of that, I feel like I kind of go into more detail. So I'll just leave that there. I also learned that I am forgiven through my marriage. I've had a lot of missteps th throughout our seven years and my husband's forgiven me. But number one, God has forgiven me. And also, number one, I've forgiven myself. Amen. Amen. Um, my number six one was I am not rejected. And I learned that through marriage. I struggled for many, many years uh, feeling like I was rejected um, just because my uh, daddy issues and some of my upbringing. And well, I'm getting emotional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and um, you got this. I just feel like um, I've grown so much in my marriage that I don't feel rejected. I don't feel rejected by my husband. I don't feel rejected by God, even though I know now that God never rejects us. Mm -hmm. But the enemy will make you feel like you are and use situations to make you feel like you are. Um, but you're not. Mm -hmm. And then number seven, I put down... Um, the number seven thing that I learned about myself in my marriage is that I am changed forever. And by that, I mean that the person that I am today is unlike any version of myself that I've ever been. And I know a lot of that, of course, just has come from growth in God, but also just through the lessons and us overcoming trials and tribulations and us establishing a lot of new things that we've haven't done with anybody else that we've done with each other that I feel like God has ordained. So I put that I am, um, thanks honey, <laughs> that I am changed forever. So your turn. <laughs> yeah, those are all really good points. Um, seven things that I learned about myself uh, through our marriage would be uh, to start that, um, you know, I... I've always had a desire in my heart to grow in God, to seek God. And I learned that even more uh, through our marriage as I grown to uh, confide in him when I'm struggling, you know, with a situation that might make me upset, might make me emotional, um, you know, that wouldn't that has in the past just left me feeling uneasy. Um, I've found out that I was a lot closer to God than what I was giving myself credit for. Amen. Um, 
The second thing I put down here that I learned about myself, and this was very early on, is that I needed to listen more. Um, you know, obviously to my wife and to God, because for a while I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, you know, how do I hear God? When do I know that he's giving me uh, information and ideas? Um, so I learned that I needed to listen more um, to get those answers and get those ideas. Uh, the second thing that I learned about myself is that I needed to uh, find happiness within me first. Because a lot of times we come into relationships uh, expecting somebody else to provide something that ultimately has to come from you and God before it can come from anyone else. Amen. Um, the second thing I learned, uh, and these are all self-improvement uh, things that I've grown into just throughout our seven years of marriage, but I learned that I needed to pay attention more to how I speak and what I allow uh, to come out of my mouth from my mind. Um, second thing I learned is that... You like on number five, honey? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, second thing I learned was uh, how to be more mindful. Yeah. And that is uh, my wife's uh, company name, podcast name. It's just a versatile name that she's been able to do a lot of different things with. And glory be to God, because only God can give you an idea that just can have unlimited, untapped uh, opportunity and potential. Come on now. Um, so <laughs> we thank him for that. Thank you, Lord. And um, my sixth thing that I learned about myself is that. I am multi-talented and gifted, and a lot of things went suppressed uh, throughout my childhood, and a lot of it came out in our marriage. Um, a lot of people probably wouldn't even guess that I like to sing. I can sing just a little bit. I'm not. He can sing, y'all. I, I I can do a little something. No, but I really a have a. <laughs> <laughs> I really have a passion for music. And the guitar, you know, I can think back to, you know, being a kid and listening to like Tevin Campbell and just different albums. And I've always heard these strings and just always kind of gravitated to it, but not really having anyone around that uh, would pick up on it and plant a seed for me to kind of grow and allow that to blossom to what it is now. And my final thing that I learned uh, is that I'm very uh, faithful and loyal to the people I love. And I learned that through my wife. Um, and I think our love is much different than, you know, any other relationship that I've had because I have so much passion and grace and patience uh you know, just throughout our marriage for both of us to grow into uh, the husband and uh, wife that, you know, our marriage is today. Amen.
I love all of those. So the second list that we did was uh, seven things that um, our spouse did or does that helps us to be a better version of ourselves. So we can just talk about these things. So maybe I'll go, I'll go first. And then if I have something or you have a remark, you can make one and then you'll go and do your first one. Then I'll do my second. We'll do it that way. Um, so the first thing that I put that my spouse does, uh, currently he did and he does currently that helps me to, helps me to be a better version of me is my husband helps me to communicate better. And I put that at the top of the list on purpose because we have come a very long way in regard to communication. We were not effective communicators for the first couple of years of marriage, Um, something else that I had on the list on my other list, but I'm a, it's in relation to this. So that's why I took it off early on in the marriage. I was very reactive. Um, so I'm just at, however you act, I'm going to react. It was never a moment to sit down, be intentional and think about what I'm saying and communicate how I'm feeling. Any little thing, if I felt like if it wasn't received well or you weren't hearing me, I just shut down. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to express myself. So I feel like we helped each other to be better communicators. And we do that currently. Um, Yeah, that was my first one. Okay. You know what? That's a really good point. And uh, not surprisingly, but um, that's... Communication is my first one as well, um, but I put that um, you helped me become a better person through <clears throat> me being more sensitive to uh, my tone and my words, because I remember early on in our marriage, um, you know, before I even thought about God and what he says uh, in First Corinthians um, about Love being, uh, you know, not easily angered and not, you know, keeping record of wrongdoings. Um, one thing that I've learned uh, is that there is a way to get your point across um, with a nicer and softer tone that will be easily received. Um, so communication is up there for both of us. Good job. <laughs> uh, the second thing that I put on my list was, um, he, so he being you, um, you remind me or you help me to love you in the way that the scripture says to love each other. So he was just referencing our scripture so i don't know if every married couple has a foundational scripture but my husband and i do and that scripture is first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 through 7 which says love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. 
So that became our foundation, our foundational scripture for our marriage. I don't know, maybe a few years ago. It wasn't always. It's something within the last few years that we've made our foundation of scripture. And for me, I had never uh, sought God in, in reference to loving another human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us to be married and through us growing in God come across the scripture that tells us basically like the blueprint of how to love someone we realize, or at least I can say I realized that I was not number one. I wasn't loving God that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't loving myself that way. And I wasn't loving my husband that way. So that scripture reminds me when I see my husband or if for whatever reason we don't see eye to eye or, you know, we're going through anything, I always reference or I am always reminded of that scripture and I apply that scripture to however I'm feeling. Because I think the world has taught us that love is emotion, love is a feeling, and that's not what the Bible says love is. The Bible tells us love is patient. So don't get irritable. Yeah. <laughs> love is kind. So don't be a butthole. <laughs> 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 you know, it does not envy. Don't be jealous of your spouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Support your spouse. Yeah. It's not boastful. Don't be sitting on the phone with me for an hour talking about all this stuff you didn't did. I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't dishonor. We have to be loyal to each other. It's not self-seeking. It's not always about you. It's mm-hmm. about the other person. Mm-hmm. It's not easily angered. Again, don't be a butthole. Okay. Mm -hmm. It keeps no record of wrongs. Don't throw up in my face what I did Mm -hmm. five years ago, two days ago. We're over it. God says his mercies are new every day. Yes. So please apply. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't delight in evil. It rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always, the biggest word, perseveres. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. What you're going through, marriage is a marathon. Mm -hmm. And it always perseveres as long as both of you are going to God. You'll make it out. Oh, yeah. All right. So to piggyback off of uh, our scripture that we also have on our bedroom wall as a reminder, um, I just want to dive into the uh, verse seven of it. It says at the beginning, it says always protects. And uh, this doesn't necessarily mean always protects like uh, your wife from other people, animals, you know, different things. It also means to protect her from yourself, you know, and it it also means to protect her from negative thoughts that you might have in your head, negative words that you might want to use, you know. Uh, it also means to protect her spiritually, um, you know, so as we read through the Bible and I've learned and grown in this area, this is another point that I can use as well, is that when you read through it, you have to dig a little bit deeper with the verbiage in the Bible because it's not just one meaning. You yeah. know, it applies to multiple things. Like my wife said, God laid out a blueprint for us to follow. So that we don't get caught in situations where we don't glorify him and where we don't please him. So I'm going to leave it off on that.
That was good. That was good. Your turn. That was my second one. Okay. Um, another thing that, and this, uh, this is also communication, but my wife taught me, uh, how to be a good listener. And, um, early on in our marriage, we both probably struggled with listening to one another versus trying to get our point across and, um, just trying to really uh, understand the other person's perspective. And when I say being a good listener, there's different situations that my wife, um, you know, has been in with me or just different scenarios myself where I might have mentioned something a while back and then, you know, I forget about it. But then here's my wife doing something or uh showing me something about something that i i asked for i said i wanted to learn and just really showing me how to pay attention to that stuff because when i go back to thinking about my childhood i might have mentioned to my mom that i liked music but nobody bought an instrument for me nobody uh thought enough to say hey you know what let me get this person in this situation and see what they do with it and one example of that is you know i i vaguely mentioned uh, uh me liking guitars and music and one christmas i ended up with my first guitar and uh, it's allowing me to grow and connect with something that i've always had a desire for so um my wife has really helped me learn how to listen um in that way and then that also ties into me listening for god because you know it's very important that we learn how to do that that's something you have to learn how to do because if you don't know how to do it it's easy for you to take a idea and you think that it was just your idea when God really planted that idea for you. So that's one for me, honey. Absolutely. I agree and relate with that 100%. Um, the third one that I put down here was that my husband reminds me or helps me to make sure that I'm going to God first in every situation. Um, and it's not that... I don't think it's that you necessarily say, did you go to God first about it? But I think that because we've grown in our understanding of what love is, I think we're more intentional before we make a move. Thanks. So when I look at my husband, I try to remind myself, this is God's son. This is the person I feel as though God ordained for me to be married to. I have to be intentional about what I say or what I do related to my spouse. And so I go to God a lot in general, but specifically even when it comes to if I'm going to give you a gift. Uh, when I pray for you, I always ask the Lord, Lord, is if there's something specific that you would have me to pray over my husband, please give it to me. And um, and I'll pray for that. So that was my number three. Um, 
that you just remind me you being in my presence us being having a home together when I see you every day I'm just reminded to always go to God first don't ever react off of my emotions when it comes to my spouse I've done that before Mm -hmm. and that's not it's not of God you'll end up in a world of trouble far from the Lord when you act out of your emotions so taking the time to look at my husband and say this is the person I choose to be with I'm going to honor him by going to God first concerning him and uh, I feel like I need to start covering my phone because you taking some of my oh ideas. My. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you do three and yeah. four. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of my points that I wrote down uh, says, because of our marriage, I pay more attention to moments when I need to go to God for comfort or peace. Um, and I say that because... There can be scenarios where, you know, you're you're just kind of going through the motion and you could be some you can be as something as simple as being at the grocery store and being in there for a long time. And maybe you're the type of person that likes to get in and out. And uh, just to give you guys an example, uh, the other day. I went to pick up groceries. We did a grocery pickup at uh, Walmart, which we'll probably never do again. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I waited for an hour and a half after calling and speaking to the associates outside bringing the groceries. And I was so frustrated at that time. And in that moment, when I got home and I ate my food and I was just thinking and I said to myself, D, go to God right now. Cause I don't on I don't ever want to be mad at my wife for something that obviously she's not in control of, um, and then just in general I don't want to be uh, upset. So I had to go to God to to bring me comfort from that because I was really upset that they left me hanging for almost two hours. Like really, all right, we ain't we gonna come in and buy these groceries going forward, <laughs> but um. In that moment, like I said, you know, it's okay to have that emotion, but as long as you don't react to it and as long as you go to God for peace about it and for comfort, um, you know, you can uh, deal with it much easier than just trying to keep it all bottled up inside or even letting out your emotions uh, to your loved one. So, yeah, y'all, he even said it because, uh, he said, I don't want to respond right now because I don't want to make it seem like I'm taking it out on you. So, and I reminded him, that's right. Don't talk to me right now. Cause you, <laughs> you talk to me later. <laughs> yeah, well, honey, I was mindful of you. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was mindful yeah. too. <laughs> okay, so um, my other point that I wanted to bring up um is that through our marriage, I've learned to be uh, very particular about uh, situations that um, I introduce into our marriage. Um, so, you know, I, I would say I'm a friendly person, but I'm not like, you know, out looking for friends all the time or looking to bring in new people. Uh, just because I like more time to fill people out 
and to really see, you know, if they are following God and if God is saying to me that this person uh, would be um, something healthy to introduce into my family. Um, and I say that because a lot of times we start relationships or friendships and we don't know, you know, what baggage that we may be bringing in or the other person is bringing in. But we just start these relationships and uh, there we we totally disregard the effect of that baggage. And um, obviously you don't want to be out you know, in a club trying to make friends and then you trying to follow God all at the same time. You know, it's like, for me, those two don't match. Those two don't match for me. Like, I need to have the right atmosphere. So I've been really picky about who um, I become friends with that I invite into my home because I don't want to put me and my wife in a situation that God didn't have for us because we know God has you know, always the best intentions for us. Um, so that's one of my points on it. It's just being uh, very considerate of what I bring into our marriage. Amen. Number four for me, something that my spouse does that helps me be a better me. Um, I put that my spouse... Uh, helps me to not give up on God, not to give up on myself, and not to give up on our marriage. Um, so by that, I just tie that into endurance and perseverance. Um, I feel like through our marriage, I've grown closer to God. I feel like through our marriage, I have finally gotten to a place where I see myself how God sees me. I don't know that I would necessarily have been able to be in a different environment and grow this type of way so I think every day that we choose because we choose to be married right so every day that we choose to be married and choose to go through life together um it's just a reminder to not give up on each other not give up on ourselves and most importantly not give up on God because God is really the glue mm -hmm. God is the thing that keeps us together or you know the holy spirit god is also the, the thing the person that helps us to identify and to grow um in the best possible way that we can as far as us being who he's called us to be so it's just all of those three things just tie in together um but i feel like my husband through our marriage has just helped me with my ability to persevere and to endure and to stick stick to it and see it through that's a good one thank you um honey another thing that um i've learned because of our marriage is uh to not be so hard on myself or the people around me um because a lot of times we will fight a battle in our mind first and you know if we aren't growing in god like we could easily be defeated by those thoughts absolutely and you've reminded me uh a lot and you've also had this saying that 
hey, just, uh, you know, be yourself, be your authentic self is what you always say. Yeah. And uh, her knowing my character and me in general, uh, she can say that confidently and, and know that if you're being who I know you to be, you'll do well at, you know, whatever interaction or whatever you're trying to get into with other people or, you know, whatever you want to do. So, yeah. And I think too, just to elaborate some more on what you just said, you know, like the Bible tells us an idle mind is the devil's playground. Right. Um, and so we're always, God calls us to renew our mind as the Bible also tells us because Every day we have to read. I think when people think about Bible studies, sometimes that can seem like such a daunting task. But really, is the Lord saying that every day that you don't seek me through my word, you're giving the enemy a platform to deposit thoughts hmm. that are not for me. You're giving him a platform to, you know, bring up your fleshly desires or whatever those things are. You know, God calls us to, you know, pull those things into submission of his holy word. And so we have to uh, make sure that we're renewing our mind daily with the word. We're applying the word and that works, right? Like I said, our foundation of scripture, first Corinthians chapter 13, four through six, it doesn't matter what comes my way, uh, good, bad, great day, great day, whatever it is through our marriage, I'm reminded of what God says about love, what God says about marriage. And that's what I stand on because God's not a liar. Mm -hmm. And I have faith in his word. I know that as long as I'm doing what he's called me to do, that everything else will be okay. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, I'm trusting, I'm not trusting in Tiffany. I'm not trusting in DeAnthony. I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in what God says. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so yeah. Amen. I don't Amen. even remember what you said no more. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing that I put on here that my uh, spouse does that helps me be a better me is my husband. Um, he helped me with building my financial literacy. So I didn't know anything about credit. I didn't know really anything about financial things that every young woman or woman in general probably should know about. Um, and my husband taught me a lot. He taught me a ton, everything I know about credit and how to build my credit and establish credit and all of these things that you, uh, the world says that you need. Um, so thank you, honey, for that, because now I'll be telling, I'll be telling people, don't you get them that information on the phone. You better tell them to send you a, a letter. Debt validation. <laughs> Debt validation. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. shout out to Mr. Nolan. For turning me into a financial literacy boss. A guru. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I I became a lot more and I didn't put this on on there, but I'm gonna add it since we're talking about finances. I am so much more financially sound. Uh I feel like I used to be extremely irresponsible when it came to money. And I remember us dating years and years ago those first seven of 14 years and back in the day i'm I'm gonna take y'all down memory lane for 2.5 seconds 
back in the day when my uh, husband was a fresh 24, he had two jobs. <laughs> he used to work at Walmart and then he did a bookkeeping um, for this construction company in Chicago. And he was always at work. He's just all the time. He was always at work. I remember going over. He used to live with his mom at the time. And I would go over to his mama's house and he would just put money in my pocket. I would never. Ask, I never was the type to ask for money anyway. But he would just. He'd go $20. He'd go $40. He'd just have money in my pocket. He used to always, you know, try to get me on the. Don't be focused on. Focus on you. Focus on you. He used to preach that to me in our 20s. And I was like. What are you talking about, sir? <laughs> <laughs> talking about but you know you know he was like planting seeds you know he probably didn't see it like that and i probably didn't see it back then but he was like hey you know focus on you focus on don't worry about nobody out here focus on building yourself up and doing this and doing that so uh you know my husband had a lot to do with my understanding of finances and growth um I won't give too much about this story and husband. Maybe you can uh, elaborate a little bit more if you feel led to. But I was somebody that, you know, we grew up and we struggled financially for a majority of my childhood. And what it wound up doing was creating a, a anxiety, um, a poverty gospel. If you tuned in to Transformation Church last mm-hmm. Sunday, they talked about more yeah. money, more purpose. And Pastor Mike talked about a poverty gospel when you have a fear of finances and a fear of money, fear or anxiety that you're going to run out of money. And I had that for a lot of years, even throughout our marriage would have anxiety. I don't think I really understood how bad it was until a few years uh, of our marriage when I was like having a whole meltdown, um, just about finances. And, um, it, it was through our marriage and through the growth and through the Lord growing in God that I felt like, I am for real healed from that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even be worried about no money. Not like that. I I won't say, husband, you you from the outside looking in, but on the inside. What you th- <laughs> what you got to say about it? Well, my wife has definitely uh grown in that area. Um, you know, we've been transitioning from Houston to Dallas and different jobs and uh just trying to get situated here. And, uh, you know, I would say at some of our uh, lowest points as far as our finances, like it's night and day compared to what it ever uh, used to be at the beginning. And that's just, um, you know, we got to give all the glory to God because uh, only he can really deliver us uh, from those type of situations. You know, we can support each other, but the deliverance has to come. Uh, from God and just really learning to trust um, in him. So I'm really uh, proud and grateful that uh, she has grown away from that. And, uh, you know, I I couldn't accept any of the glory uh, as far as the finances, because, you know, that was uh, a gift that God placed on the inside of me to have a desire to, and the knowledge to be able to soak that in and understand it and then be able to share it. Um, Absolutely. We're not going to skate past that, that big old thing that you just said, which was we can support one another, but it takes God to deliver. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, somebody. 
let me let us let us married people tell you something. If you are going into a marriage and you are unhealed and broken and all of these things, your spouse can support you, help lead you and direct you, but only God can heal brokenness. Mm-hmm. Only God can deliver you from things and behaviors that you've done. Yeah. Your spouse can support you. Your spouse can pray for you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it takes a surrendering that you have to do on your own to God for God to come in and do the real work that is needed. I feel like we put too much pressure and unspoken expectations on our significant others when we get married. We just feel like they just should know that I'm broken and they should be the answer to my brokenness. And that is you are setting yourself up for failure. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Saying, Oh, that's my other half. That's, you know, my better half or whatever. Like, you never want to be a half. You want to be a whole person going into any relationship, any marriage. You know, God didn't create us with half of our body. Come on now. Tell them. <laughs> so, um, he created us whole. Yeah, we got to change our mindset. Cause yeah, it's so many people. Like I say all the time, I have homegirls who desire to be married. And I always tell them, don't rush mm-hmm. in the sense that you know, I feel like God a lot. There are things that I believe that I would have not gained if it were not for us being married. One hundred percent. There's just things that I feel as though within the covenant of marriage, it's birthed. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to take that away. But when it comes to you allowing God to do the work in you. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier when you've done that before you get married. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you, you go through unnecessary hardships when you go into a marriage and you haven't allowed God to heal and restore mm-hmm. and, and fix things. So, yeah. Okay, honey, it's your turn. I just had to rewind it back. <laughs> Cause you had dropped that little nugget on them. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I really uh, appreciate that I gained from our marriage is just the way that I speak and I pray. And a lot of people may think, oh, I don't know how to pray and there's this certain kind of way. There is no way that, you know, you should pray. You can talk to God and he will meet you wherever you are. And then through growing that relationship, your prayer can grow and change and mine has changed uh drastically from where it started and i'm grateful for that and i know that i'm not done it's going to continue to get better and i'm looking forward to um that growth amen uh my what number we on number six so my number six um thing that my husband does that helps me be a better me is you have made me more intentional about my decision making. I feel like I always have my husband in mind. And I can't say that I have always had you in mind. But what I know is I have you in mind now. <laughs> I got it together that, now. <laughs> that goes both ways. Okay. You ain't alone. That's right. It don't matter what I did, what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. I got you in mind today. And tomorrow I'm going to have you in mind too. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Um, 
and I'm just I'm just gonna just speak you know what's on my spirit but um, another thing that um, I've gained through our marriage is just being uh, present and this is something that you know we're still growing in and we're still working on and um, I think about moments and situations where uh, you may have wanted us to do something and initially whatever I don't know where it was coming from obviously not God but um, at the beginning you know it, it may seem daunting I might feel like oh I don't really want to do this yeah. you know and then I get into it and I really enjoy you know the moment and what we're doing in that time yeah and uh that reminds me to just always be present and always have an open mind uh you know and this takes me back to listening uh you know to your spouse and to your family or whoever um because you know you could be missing out on things if you're not present you know if if we try to go back to the past you know we can't focus on the present if we try to go into the future we're still outside of the present. So, yes. you know, we have to stay in that moment and enjoy that moment because we won't be here forever. And we'll be looking back when we get closer to the end of the road, wishing that, oh man, I wish I could do this and I wish I could do that. So, yeah, that's, one thing, man. that's good. You know, we just got out of uh, a series with our church, but I, the, the phrase for the year that our pastor gave us was holy is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically to my husband's point, just saying, be present, you know, wherever you are right now in this particular time and place and season of your life that it's ordained by God. Mm -hmm. So we can't focus on what has happened. It's already happened. We're no longer there. Mm -hmm. We can't focus too far in the future because we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. You're here. You will miss here thinking about there, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that is something that I, I even prayed the other morning when I was having my one-on-one time with the Lord. And I was like in tears when I was praying. I don't even know if I told you this, but we about to tell everybody now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to God and I just said, Lord, I no longer want to live a life by, by my, you know, like within myself, within my marriage, within my friendships, my relationships, whatever it is. I said, Lord, I no longer want to live a life where I am holding on to the promises of there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want, I don't want to be that way. And I don't want to receive that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that you ordained to be in my life today, I want, I pray that they begin to adopt the understanding and the revelation that here is holy and that we have to cease here. Cause we don't know tomorrow's not promised. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, don't, don't put off tomorrow, what you can do today. Right. And that's, that's what it is. You know, there's been times where we haven't done certain things because of finances or we, we, it's going to be better this time or when we get to this point. And it's like, no, cause who are you to know that God's going to allow you to see that point? Mm-hmm. So does that mean we're going to miss out on what's here right now because we just 
are under the arrogant assumption that God's going to allow us to see a year from now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was just telling God, like, I don't want to live that way no more where I'm holding on to the promises of there. I want everything that's for me right now. <laughs> yeah. I want it right now. Amen. I don't want to wait for it. I want it right now. Whatever it is right now, that's what I want right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be happy right here, right now. That's really good, honey. Thank you. My last point um, of things that my husband does that helps me to be to be a better me is actually something that he already named. So we were on each other's list. <laughs> but um, I put that he helped me in understanding that happiness comes from within. So that's the truth. So earlier he mentioned it, and I agree 100%. I think that through our marriage that we learned that, you know, um, it's not each other's responsibility to be the provider of happiness and joy. You know, we can add to that, right? We can do certain things that can, you know, make you more happy, right? Mm-hmm. However, you have to be happy within. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I can say for myself is that if, my husband says something a certain type of way, automatically my whole mood changed. I'm a different person. And probably the same for him. Maybe I've said something, completely changed his attitude, completely changed his mood. And it's like, no, don't don't you give the other person that much. I hate to say the word power, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm thinking, right? Like power over your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, you can understand how somebody feels and they can be right in how they feel. You know, like we don't have a... a we shouldn't have an opinion about somebody else's feelings. We're just supposed to listen and see how we can help the situation. But, you know, being happy within, being happy with who God has called you to be today. And are you fulfilling what God has told you to do today? And if you're doing that, then you should have joy enough from that, that mm-hmm. you've woken up and that you've asked God, God, what are we doing today? And then you've completed that thing. That's a successful day. That means that today you were the absolute best version of yourself, mm-hmm. regardless of what was thrown your way, that you were intentional, that you sought God. So, um, you know, don't put pressure on your friends, on your family. Don't don't allow your job to dictate your happiness or your financial situation or any of the things that we go through in life. They can alter our mood or affect our mood. We have to say these are just situations, but th- these situations don't have me. God says that I'm in, I'm in control of the situation. He's got it. So I, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my final, uh, point on things that, um, I've gained, uh, through our marriage would be just having a different level of understanding on what uh, consists in being a spiritual leader for my wife. And this is something that I'm still uh, working on, and I feel like it'll be something that I'll continue to work on until God uh, takes me from here. But um, just really understanding that I'm not uh, just protecting my wife physically, financially, or, you know, any of those other ways, but also spiritually, you know, and sometimes when, uh, we're in the bed and I wake up early in the morning, um, you know, she might be shaking in the bed or she might, you know, make some kind of noise. And, and for me, um, just being more 
uh, in tune and thoughtful to think, okay, maybe I need to pray over her while she's sleeping, you know, because I'm not in her dream. I don't know if she's being attacked spiritually or if she's, she needs my help. Um, you know, um, that's extremely important. And like I said, that'll be something that I'll continue to grow in and to continue to, uh, go to God for instruction on and, um, really just making sure that I'm supporting her across the board, you know, because protecting your wife is not just about the physical protection. Absolutely. I'm thinking, you know, the same applies to wives, right? Like we are, we're called to be a helpmate and to help our spouses in all of these different type of ways. And I think sometimes um, the best thing that you can do for your spouse is pray for them. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things that I felt like as much as my husband may have wanted to help me with that he couldn't. God had to do it. And so I think the same thing applies for him. There may be things that I want to help him with or help him overcome that the best thing that I can do is pray for him because God has the ability and I don't. Um, so I feel like, you know, getting to a level of maturity in God where, you know, when to put your hands on it and when to take your hands off of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which, <well> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, like some things you'd be like, oh, okay, I got that one. <laughs> then other things you'd be like, oh no, I ain't got that. Let me step on back. Lord, you're going to have to take this one. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it, Lord, because. What that one thing that they be saying on TikTok? I'm going to let God handle it. Yeah. Because if I handle it, I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, not the TikTok. <laughs> so, sometimes, you know, we could be uh, humble, honest, and transparent here. Sometimes in marriage, you be like, I'm going to let God handle that. Because yeah. if I handle that, I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> Go to jail. Oh, Jesus. Bless the heart, Lord. <laughs> so, and look, amen. Thank you, Lord. So uh that was a good point. Um, we're going to take a break and come back with the conclusion. Okay, so we are back. We had to wrap it up because um anchor which is the platform that we use to do this podcast caps us at a 60 minute segment. I would never know that because my segments are typically 30, 35 minutes, but are they 45 minutes? I've seen some for 45 minutes. Oh, well anchor for those interested in ever creating a podcast caps you at 60 minute segments. So um, we have gone through our list. We have talked about the seven things that we learned Um, about ourselves Mm -hmm. and the seven things that our spouse does to um, make us better people. So, year seven, Mr. Nolan. Year seven. What's your, if you had to round everything, you put it all together, here's your conclusion. We talked about all of these different things. Biggest takeaway, number one on the list. Number one on the list is obviously to go to God 
before you do anything, before you make any decisions, before you take a job, before you step outside your home to go to work, you know, just make sure that you give God his time and his moment and speak to him so that he can, you know, cover you and protect you and speak back to whatever you might have asked for or prayed about. Amen. I second that. <laughs> Put the Lord first, okay? In your life, that's a universal word. Whether you're married, whether you're single, it doesn't matter. If you have breath in your body, you should be putting God first, number one. He's the, he's the one person that has established you to be able to have breath in your body. Our, our lives... I feel like when we finally get to the understanding that our lives are not our own, that everything that we have is ordained and established by God, um, then I think we live differently. Mm -hmm. It becomes less about how I feel about a situation. It becomes less of how I feel about this person and more about what is God calling me to do with this person? What is God calling me to do in this situation? Mm -hmm. Um, which is good because, you know, emotions are deceitful. So, um, yeah, go to God. I 100% I agree. Go to God. Um, what's what's a tip that you can give the people? Because, you know, we got to bring it all back to being mindful of me. This is what we're talking about. As you all know, if you've been following me for the last five podcasts, Mindful of Me uh, was created as the the more that I grew in God, that he began to um, show me how he was mindful of me when I wasn't mindful of myself. And so my whole platform, every little business or thing that I do or entities that fall under my LLC, my Mindful of Me LLC, is basically us seeing ourselves how God sees us, mm -hmm. allowing God to help us identify who we were created to be and then us living out that. Um, so, Mr. Nolan, how are you more mindful of you? What's a tip that you're going to do or that you can help the people to do to say this is this is what I am doing or what God is doing in me to help me see myself. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, a really important tip is to um, use the Bible, you know, use the words uh, that he gave us uh, to help you through all your situations. Like there's not one situation that you might be facing that somebody else hasn't faced already. You know I, mean? I mean, you can reference uh, pretty much every situation right out of the Bible. If you need to learn how to love somebody, you know, we gave the scripture on that. You know, if you need to uh, manage you, your anger, your finances, like there's scriptures on all of those different things. Uh, so you don't have to try to, you know, make it a guessing game or figure out, you know, things on your own. Uh, you can always reference the Bible and always uh, speak to God directly. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, there's no certain way that, you know, you you have to talk to God. 
you know, you can ask God, you know, whatever question you can ask him for help in whatever uh, situation and uh, he will meet you where you uh, where you are, you know, and, and if you continue to seek him, you'll just grow in that and you'll learn uh, how to, you know, pray and how to speak to God and, you know, how to how to how to elevate yourself, uh, you know, better in that sense. Absolutely. That was great info. I won't do mine because I talk to them all the time. I'll leave it on your end. <laughs> uh, so something else that we do on this show is at the end of every podcast, we uh, get, well, I give you a mindful tip. So this is something that you can focus on and do until the next time that we meet. So um, for those of you who are married, I am going to challenge you to write down seven things that you learned about yourself through your marriage and also write down seven things your spouse did or they currently do that helps you be a better version of yourself um in honor of the nolan seventh year of marriage and get your spouse in on that too guys if you are married if you're listening and you're a husband and your wife isn't listening or vice versa that is what i'm going to uh, challenge you guys to do to be more mindful of um you know how far you've come and how far you've come within your marriage because again like i stated i believe that there are only some things that are birthed through marriage um for those of you who are single i'm not forgetting about my single listeners mm -hmm. i am going to challenge you to write down seven things that you've learned about yourself through your relationship with god and I'm also going to challenge you to write down seven things that the Lord does or has done that has made you a better version of yourself. Amen. That's a good one. Is that good? Come on now, Holy Spirit. Give me <laughs> I, I think that the Nolans will do the single version too. Because listen, <laughs> sometimes you forget where God has brought you from. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you forget how far you've come. And people don't really think about... Uh, you know, I think it's funny because a lot of times we're in a one-sided relationship with the Lord. I feel like the Lord does everything and we're like just the ignorant, unloyal, <laughs> significant yes. other to the Lord. When you really think about it, right? Because God wants to be in a relationship with us, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's really our first relationship. That's our first covenant is with the Lord. And so when you start thinking about, you know, what you've learned about yourself through being in relationship with God and what the Lord has done for you to help you be a better version of yourself. At this point, we're surpassing seven mm -hmm. items listed because you can go on and on. There's things that God has already done for you. That's going to help you be even a better version of yourself, a, a version of yourself that you haven't even been introduced to yet. Yeah. Um, but it's important to write those things down so that you will not forget you know, that you won't forget where God has brought you from, what he's doing in your life. I was in prayer a few weeks ago and God had me. He said, what have uh, I done for you in the last six months? I went and looked on my calendar because I put everything on my calendar. Mm -hmm. And the, when I went and looked back six months prior to that date, when I prayed, it was a significant date on my calendar. And I just bust out in tears mm -hmm. because it was like I had forgot. 
And then when I started to look over those six months and recognize what God had done in my life and just those the last six months, it made me be like, sometimes we're searching and searching and searching for the God to give us an answer about something right now. And God's like, I done already done it. You focused on this, but I've done that. You Let me take you back down memory lane for two seconds so that you can see we're no longer there. Mm-hmm. We're here. You're thinking you still need this from there. He's like, I didn't did that. You forgot I did it. We're here. We're somewhere else. So I um, I encourage you all, uh, single or married or both or not or whatever <laughs> whatever you are, to do both of those things. Um, and and let's see what what thus said the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we always uh, leave here with prayer. Honey, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I knew it was coming. Come on. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. I'm going to let my husband pray us out. All right. Father God, we thank you for this moment, Lord, yes, that Lord. Uh, throughout this podcast that everyone tuning in uh, will receive and hear every message and everything that you uh, gave us to speak on, Lord God. Yes, Father, we pray that uh, they will continue to elevate their life and grow closer to you, Lord God. Father, we pray that they will share this information with their family, Lord God, so that they can also benefit and grow from it as well, Father. Yes, Lord. And Father, we pray that anybody that needs to be closer to you and grow closer to you, Lord, that some seed will get planted, that they'll become closer to you, Father, that they'll have a desire in their heart to pick up their word, pick up your word, Lord God, yes, Lord. and see who you really are, Father. So, Father, we just thank you for this moment. We thank you for the seven years that you have blessed me and my wife with, Lord God, to uh, continue to love and grow in each other and grow closer to you, Father. So, Father, as I close out this prayer, uh, we pray that we'll continue to get to the next year, Father, and that we don't get too far ahead and that we don't look back, Father God. God. So, Lord, in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. You guys have a good one. Amen. Thank you so much for my husband. Honey, I appreciate you for being my first guest on my Flimmy the Podcast and allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and let you be vulnerable and me be vulnerable to talk about the seven years that God has blessed us to be united and as one I look forward to another year of marriage with you and I'm excited about all of the transformational things that God has planned for us for 2022 as always if you guys are standing in the need of prayer please send your prayer request to tiffany at mindfulofmegifts.com If you're interested in potentially being a co-host to talk about faith-based self-care conversations, please go ahead and send your inquiries via email to Tiffany at mindfulofmegifts.com. With that being said, I love you with the love of the Lord. Go out and be blessed.